All right, well, we are here with Danny, who I played college soccer with. Um, she's a Chicago Red Star. But before we get into all your accolades, which I know you're going to love because you love when people talk about you, <laughs> how is quarantine going? Um, I imagine your life's changed drastically, seeing that you're in a small apartment in a major city. And at this point, you probably would be training like, would you be in games by now? Yeah, so we would be two games in right now which is like wow. kind of unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. So how, like, I'm just curious, how are you guys adjusting to like, I think generally everybody feels like a caged animal, but when you're like an athlete and every day you're normally expending yourself like four or five, six hours in a gym or on a field. And now it's kind of like nothing to that sorts going on. I mean, I'm sure you guys are trying to stay into shape, but how are you adjusting to kind of this like sedentary life that we're all experiencing currently? Yeah, it's definitely like hard. I feel like at first we were like, oh, this will be nice. We can like focus on the things we want to focus on with no stress of going to training or like, no, we don't have to prepare for a game. Like we just, you know, do what we want to do, take care of our bodies kind of thing. And then as, as time went on, like two weeks in, we kind of like Morgan and I, Morgan, Brian's my roommate. Um, she we looked at each other and we were like I don't know how much more of this at home stuff we can do because it's different when you like your workout is like playing soccer whereas now it's like okay let's go for a run around yeah. the city and then maybe we'll do some weights at home with what we have and yeah and we'll just go from there and it's like every day it's like we we never know how we'll feel we wake up we're like uh ah, we'll just today's off next day it's like okay we have some motivation let's do something and it's just like we're all over the place it's it's hard and yeah we we didn't see we didn't feel like this was gonna happen but now we're kind of going crazy yeah I don't know about you but I feel like I'm like okay it's 9 a.m I'm gonna do it in an hour okay it's 11 okay let me eat lunch and then <laughs> like two o'clock I'll do something and then it's like six and I'm like okay I'll have a glass of wine I know if we if we don't wake up and like work out right away we're like yeah, just recovery day we'll do some at-home stretching yoga keep it yeah. light you know serve the body <laughs> yeah well you guys have been super funny over social I mean the creations have been interesting so what else are you guys doing to kind of fill your time I know you guys been cooking a little Netflix and chill how's that going yeah so we've been trying well We've been binge watching Homeland, which we love. Oh, yeah. Um, Good show. Yeah. But the past couple of days, we were kind of like, okay, we need to, you know, maybe like read a book, you know, go for a walk, <laughs> start doing other stuff. Because we were kind of go, kind of going crazy just watching TV. We just didn't. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel great when you go through like eight episodes and you're like, okay, should we eat? Like, it's just, you know, like you forget. Yeah. And then you're like, I'm gonna make uh, a three hour meal just because I can. Yeah. Yeah. Like yesterday, we didn't, Morgan and I didn't eat a real meal until 4 p.m. And we were just like, okay, that was not, that's not okay. <laughs> we're supposed to be taking care of our bodies and we're eating our first meal with a veggie in it at four. So, <laughs> yeah, the snacking is, it's real right now. I feel yeah. you there. Lots like of snacking here and there. Lots of yeah. snacking, baking. Um, so at first when this all started, we were like, we're not going to do TikTok. That's not going to be a thing. Um, <laughs> and then of course- Didn't we, have, we all? 
I know, like everyone, everyone says it. They're like, we're not doing, we're too old for TikTok. We're too yeah. mature for it. Like we're not doing it. And then of course we're taking over the Chicago Red Stars Instagram and we're like, what content do the people want to see? So we were like looking at, like, we're looking at all the inboxes and they're like, TikTok, you guys should start TikTok. So we're like, okay, let's just try it. And then of course, like we start and we were TikToking, TikToking, is that even what you could call it? I don't even know. I'll just <laughs> add it to the vocabulary. It was like six hours of just videos. And then we both looked at each other. We're like, that's definitely the workout for the day. <laughs> it's a workout. I mean, I've been watching a lot of it. And I'm like, I'm very humbled. Like some of the choreographing that's going on with the, I'm like, did you just do that? Or have you been planning for this for like a few days now? Because that would take me two weeks to get Oh, 100%. These oh people, gosh. like, must take a whole day to, like, do one dance. Like, one TikTok, a whole day. Oh, my gosh. So how are you guys um, staying somewhat together as a team? I mean, I know it's kind of wild right now. We were, me and my mom were watching. My mother, who, if anyone knows her, she's not a big <laughs> sports person. There was, like, a rerun of a football game on, and she was like, oh, I miss live sports. I'm like, oh, my God, now you know it's really hitting a bad point. What, like, how are you guys kind of staying together and like, what have you been, has there any been any communication as like when things may, at least you guys can get like training again, or I know that's kind of up in the air right now, but. Yeah. So like our, our new training date got pushed back to May 15th, which I don't foresee happening, but I mean, we don't know kind of just taking it day by day. And then, I mean, here in Illinois, apparently there's an at, a stay at home until May 30th or something. So I don't know if that, yeah. I don't know if that affects us only or how they're going to deal with it. But um, that's our new training date. Uh, we're kind of staying connected as a team through Zoom. I mean, you've probably, <laughs> you didn't hear it first here. Yeah. Zoom is like the only way to stay connected, I feel like. so. Um, We've been doing team meetings on Zoom. Uh, I think it's a little different with the Red Stars this year just because we have a lot of new faces. So it's hard for our coach to, you know, kind of go over tactics because we don't really know how we're going to gel or play this year just because we have like four or five new faces and also a lot of new draft picks. So um, it's hard for our coaches to give us any idea of how we want to play. So, um, yeah, day by day, just, you know, hoping we can get back on the field together, at least in small groups would be nice. So we can get, you know, some sort of training, real training in, but um, yeah, fingers crossed that starts soon. Yeah. I mean, this really puts a lot into perspective. Hopefully that they can at least push your season back a little bit and get a decent amount of games in, Um, especially with like everything else being canceled right now. We would love to see more soccer. Um, So let's, let's like, I, I think it makes sense to kind of go back a little bit because I don't know necessarily if everyone knows part of your story. I know for myself, you know, when I got to Virginia, you were already like more or less a superstar. <laughs> and for people that don't know, you were very successful. You've been on the national team, you've been on the U23 team. Um, you have a lot of records at Virginia. You've been successful with the Red Stars. So I guess we'll start at Virginia like – one kind of in your recruitment process, like why, why did you pick Virginia? And also just like, I think it's fair to say that you were someone who like came in really good, but you also evolved a lot in your four years. Um, And a lot of people probably don't know, but you were an academic All-American. So you also had that like really strong academic side. 
Um, so how, how have you kind of found balance in terms of like your early on in your career going to Virginia and balancing like academics and work, but also making sure you're kind of progressing as a player um, through that process? Yeah, so when I was looking at colleges, I feel like I always wanted to kind of balance academics and athletics, and that was like the main thing for me when I was looking, uh, when I was going through the process, and um, I feel like I wanted to play at a really good soccer school, but at the same time, um, academics mean a lot to me, and I feel like soccer isn't the end-all, be-all, and I definitely want to take my life somewhere else after soccer, so it was important for me to be able to focus on academics as well. So that was, that was key for me in college. And I think when I visited Virginia, I kind of, I knew the head coach from regional camp, ODP regional camp. So he had coached me once before. And it's funny because when he was my coach, he was the only regional coach that didn't actually like play me in the games. (laughs) I didn't know that. That's funny. um, So and I had done ODP regional camps for like three, four years. And I had always been a starter for the regional team. And the one time he was the coach, I just, you know, didn't see the field. (laughs) So um, It was funny when I was going through the process, I feel like I had visited four or five other schools and, you know, they all, they all wanted me And the one school that I wanted to go to was UVA. And I felt as if the coaches didn't really want me. So that was hard for me at first because every time they would come see me play, I would get really nervous because I was like, this is where I want to go. Like I need to impress them. And I put so much pressure on myself. So when they would come, I, I wouldn't play my best. And they'd kind of be like, Hey, Danny, like we need more from you. Like you say you're this, you say you're that we, we feel like you can be that, but you need to show us kind of thing. And then there was, I had a really good talk with uh, the head coach, Steve Swanson. And he was like, Hey, look, like, we really want you to come. We think you're a great person. We, we feel like you can evolve a lot here. Um, We're going to send our assistant coach Carrie um, out to come see you play in a game. And so I was like excited in the sense that I felt like he, he kind of did want me there, but he just needed to see it. So like, it kind of like gave me some like a free feeling. So I w- I played really well in the game and the assistant coach was like, Hey, like that, that's what we needed. We needed to see that. And, um, so I got a phone call basically saying like, we want you to come, like, let's, let's talk, let's negotiate something kind yeah. of thing. So, um, I wound up like right after that phone call commit, like committing to UVA. Um, yeah, so I went to UVA and then it was, it was a tough journey for me there. It wasn't all, it wasn't all easy. I didn't just come in, you know, I wasn't a starter and that was hard for me just because I played it. I played at PDA where, um, on my my club team where I was a starter and, you know, my coach kind of gave me freedom to do whatever I wanted. If I wanted to, you know, just, (laughs) it sounds ridiculous, but if, you know, I wanted to stand at the half line and wait for the ball, I could do that. (laughs) Like whatever, whatever I wanted, you know, however I was going to, you know, score goals or get assists, whatever it was, he just let me do it. And, you know, I never really learned that there's both sides of the ball. Like I need to defend and also attack. (laughs) So um, when I came to UVA, I really struggled with that because, you know, I would lose the ball and kind of walk back. And I feel and Steve one time pulled me aside and was like, okay, that is not okay. Like whatever that was, don't do that. (laughs) 
if you're going to go on a dribble and lose the ball, you need to chase the person down and get it back. And I was like, oh, okay. That kind of makes sense. He's always honest. That's for sure. Yeah, which was nice because he yeah. was always very blunt. He told you how straightforward how it was. He was never going to sugarcoat anything, So, um, which actually really helped me. So um, there was, you know, one turnaround moment where it was my freshman year and I had lost the ball. I was I – my freshman year I was only playing the last, like, 15 minutes of each half, which is crazy to see, like, how, like, much I evolved over the years. But mm-hmm. – um, so there was one point in my freshman year where I had lost the ball in a game and um, I had just like stopped. I just started walking and one of my teammates, actually Morgan Bryan, was sprinting past me to like chase this girl down to win the ball back. So of course, like Steve, like really like wanted to show this clip in team film. So like he put it, he, we all get into the like video room and, you know, the first clip goes on the board and he goes, so, call a Perico. You want to, you know, show me what's going on here or tell, tell us all, you know, what uh. you're thinking? And I was mortified to the like, point where I was like, I will never, never not chase someone down. I don't care if it's me. I don't care if it's someone else who loses it, but I will always chase this person down and try to get the ball back. And, like, ever since that moment, I feel like I just had this mentality of, like, get the ball, like, win the ball. And I om- it was almost like I went from an, a very attacking player to, like, a defensive-minded player where I just wanted to, like um, – this sounds bad, but, like, wreck people, but not in a bad way. But I just wanted to get the ball and, like, tackle them and, you right. know, put, our, put, like, my foot down and be like, yo, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Just because but, fair enough, you're underestimated because you're not the tallest person. But I think people don't realize that. Like I, I used to be amazed. We they did a goal kick. I'm like, mm-hmm. she just out jumped a six foot one girl. <laughs> yes, that's real. Yeah, but, no, that go, kind of going off that, which is funny, is that like I am not the tallest person. I'm only five three. So a lot of people are like, yeah, when we're gonna kick goal kicks, let's kick it towards Danny so we can win them. And like, I like took that to heart. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. like. Oh yeah, I'm gonna win this. I don't care how tall you are. I don't care if you're six foot. Like I'm getting to this ball first. Um, so yeah, I'd say like that's kind of how my career at EVA started. And after that, I was a lot better with it. And you know, I did work on both sides of the ball, and I had a different mentality, which you know helped me evolve as a player. Because I feel like I kind of I was a good player, but I mean, it's it's not it's not that difficult to be a good player in club, I feel like. But once the, you know, pool is narrowed down and you're now at a a really good college where all the players are good, you kind of have to, you know, take your game to a next level to see the field. So, yeah, yeah, so then I'd say over my three years, I evolved a lot as a player and I wouldn't be where I am today without um, my four years at UVA. And I, owe it to my teammates and um the coaching staff there I don't know it's just funny that you brought up those film sessions because I don't know about any other player but sometimes what you think happened in the game is not the reality and when Steve would pull those up I'd be in the back room like (laughs) you know Lord please don't let it be that one play that I forgot to run back because he would find it and you're like okay I'm gonna have to explain this there's no explanation I just didn't run but I think you bring up a good point though about like being able to take 
criticism. I think that's always tough, especially when you're at a, like a, you're, you think, I mean, I think generally if you're at Virginia, you're, you're playing professionally, you're a good player. And sometimes it's like hard to have someone be like, that's not good enough. And having yeah. to take that in, internalize it and not let it defeat you, but also push it into something good. How can I improve? How can I get better? And, um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like when um, a lot of players, you know, take criticism, criticism, like not very well. And I think it's important as a player to um, trust your coaching staff and trust your teammates, knowing that the only reason they're either calling you out for something or what, or telling you to do something differently is because they care and they want to help and they want, they expect better from you and they know you have it in yourself to do it. So they wouldn't be like saying something unless they were trying to, you know, help you out and like improve your game. So that's important. I feel like, um, which I didn't realize until I was in college. Um, but yeah. So getting into your, um, career, which frankly, I can't believe it's already six years in Chicago and you've played that long and have evolved so much, but, um, I think what's cool is that you are one of the players like many that are in your age group that have kind of seen the evolution of the NWSL. Um, so I definitely want you to touch a little bit on how that you've seen that improvement over time in terms of like just the conditions and playing and fans and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I'm curious kind of like what I think people also get a false perception of what it's like to be a professional athlete and, you know, better than anyone that it's a lot, a lot of hard work and you're not necessarily being compensated in a way that's going to give you this lavish lifestyle or allow you to pay for all these things. But yeah, kind of talk about how it's been over the last six years in terms of like evolving with the league and the game and, and also kind of sustaining, you know, that chip, you know, every year, I don't know how much people know about your career with Chicago or Chicago generally. I didn't know it as much until I kind of started reading about you guys, but you've been very close in terms of being on the cusp of like championships and getting there. And I think it's hard, right. To put all that time into one season and then not get the result you want. And, and I know you guys have really been knocking on the door. So how do you kind of sustain like your pursuit beyond the passion you have for soccer? I think it's, it's a lot of work. So what keeps you kind of drive, you know, driving towards those goals? Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty simple. I feel like a lot of, you know, women's soccer players were doing it because we just simply love the sport so much. And it only makes it easier that I'm playing on a team where I love each and every one of my teammates so much. And we all get along and mesh very well, not only on the field, but off the field as well. Um, Cause it's hard sometimes when you're, you know, we're playing in a professional league where we, as you said, we aren't compensate, compensated for like what we deserve. And um, but it makes it so much easier when I get to go to work and call this my job at every day with my best friends and people mm-hmm. that I love seeing every day. My, and they're, they're technically my coworkers. So it makes it a lot easier to, you know, motivate myself. And I mean, I don't even have to motivate myself. I'm motivated because I want to go and I want to be there with my teammates and I want to get better for them and with them. And, you know, I feel like, it'd be hard to be on a team where, you know, the team didn't mesh well or didn't get along and, you know, people were in it for themselves. But I feel like here in Chicago, it's always been the team. Um, like it's always been like one of the team, what, what would be the word? word? Like ma, I don't know. Like camaraderie. Yeah. To like yeah. be a team and like everyone's for the team and, you know, come together and work towards that one goal. So, right. um, 
that makes it so much more easy, easy for me. And, um, I'd say that's the biggest thing. It's, we've come a long way here in Chicago. I feel like in the beginning, we, my rookie season, I didn't even know any better. When I, when I got drafted, I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is great. And, you know, I showed up to training the first day and our locker room was in the basement of an office. And, you wow. know, we, we couldn't keep our stuff there. We had to, we couldn't, we didn't have laundry done for us. We didn't have meals we didn't have anything done for us it was we were showing up like and it, it was almost like I was going to club training and it's crazy because you'd think like after college soccer it would continue to get better but almost all those things you had in college were taken for granted because I didn't have a access to cold tubs I didn't have access to trainers like whenever I wanted I could just show up and be like hey <laughs> Bill, can you help me out with my ankle? It's, Take my it's ankle. Not, yeah, my ankle, it's yeah. an off day, but I need you. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, so we didn't no, have access it. to all that stuff. We couldn't keep our stuff in a locker room. Every And think about it. We had two training kits, so that meant laundry every other day, which is like not something I ever did. No, no chance. So, um, but we've evolved a lot and obviously we have a lot of those things now, but um, it's taken us six, five, six years to get there, which... Um, it's pretty cool, though, to see the evolution of that and see it all come together because it only shows that our league is headed in the right direction. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to touch on, just because you have a lot of experience with it, is I don't think a lot of people realize that most players in the league are not even stopping. Like, there really isn't an offseason for a lot of you. And you played three seasons. Was it three or four? I think it's three seasons, right? In, or was three. it four? Three seasons. Three. Um, in Australia, which – I got lucky to visit you twice and it's an <laughs> unbelievable country, but I think if there's anything positive out of this pandemic, I'm sure there's a lot of girls that needed the break and it's similar to the WNBA, right? A lot of you guys are going overseas in your off season to kind of get paid and, you know, yeah, you stay in shape, but it's tough to kind of play a whole W league and then play a whole, w, whole NWSL league and do it for five years in a row and not expect your body to have, you know, bruises and, and injuries and stuff of that such. So, you know, I'm curious, like, is, are you, are you hoping that that, do you, do you like that process or do you, would you wish for something where you guys could just exist in one league and, and have that proper rest time, I guess, going forward? Yeah. I mean, I think ideally it'd be nice to just have one league. Uh, obviously I wouldn't trade anything for my experience in Australia right. But as you said, it is a lot to go back-to-back -back seasons. And, you know, at first the thought process was, well, I got to stay in shape. Might as well play on a team where I can train and, you right. know, I don't have to do this on my own. And I get to play games because it's hard to mimic 90-minute fitness when you're by yourself. There's no, right. there's no way. Like, it's impossible to be able to push yourself and even find workouts that are – going to get you to that fitness level. I feel like nothing mimics it other than playing in games. So I feel like that was the main reason of going over there. And then obviously, as you touched on, it's, it's another source of income. So at, um, for a while, well, up until this year, we were only getting paid for the season, which was seven months. And then out of season, we didn't have an income unless you got another job. But to me, I was like, I just want to focus on, you know, bettering like myself as a player, not, you know, doing retail at Lululemon or something like that. So, you know, so yeah. I feel like it was an easy answer for me to go play elsewhere. Um, but it's funny cause, um, 
you don't realize until you're <laughs> your fourth, fifth, sixth year into it that like your body isn't invincible anymore. And I feel like right. in college, especially, and even my first two years as a Red Star, I just felt like I could, you know, play, I could work out as much as I wanted and I wasn't going to, you know, feel it. And, you know, once you hit a point in your career, it's, it's almost like your body's telling you like, whoa, like this is, this is a lot, like you need to hold back. And, you know, it's tough when you're like managing these injuries, but you still want to play. But, um, I'd say that was like the biggest eye-opening thing for me is that like my body isn't invincible anymore. I'm getting older. It's my sixth year in a league and I've played three, three, well, three W league seasons and three NWSL seasons back to back. So technically for like six, six yeah, for six all seasons these, in like, three years, <laughs> a lot. that's a lot. And that's a lot of games, you know, put on your body. So um, it was, it was good to, you know, experience that and like learn from it. Cause now I know that like my body does need breaks at times and I am getting older and I need to take care of it way better. And I need to eat right. I need to get my sleep in. I need to drink water. Like in college, I never drank water. I was like walking around. I was, I was literally thought I was invincible. Like I, know, yeah. I was drinking a lot of other things, which is yeah. crazy. <laughs> Talk about evolving as a person. <laughs> I was definitely drinking a lot of other things, which I rarely do now. And it's like crazy because I'm like, well, why does my body keep breaking down? I'm doing all the right things. And I feel like I was way worse in college and I was fine. But you just have to realize that you now play, it'll be what, like 22 years of playing soccer on this body, which is like crazy to think about. So, um, yeah, I just. I just bring it up because I, I think like the experiences are so great for you guys, but I like to put in perspective of people that like, when you think about a male athletes, I think generally they're putting so much of their own money into their own trainers, into their own chefs, nutritionists. It's like, you guys don't have those, you know, at your doorstep every day for 12 months of the year. So it's like players are finding alternatives. And um, as you know, there's a lot of players, like you said, that are doing other forms of work to kind of make up for whatever they're losing in income for a certain amount of time. So um, I guess I'll end just by asking, like, where do you see kind of the future of women's soccer going? I mean, I know this is kind of like a crazy thing that happened. I'm kind of sad a little bit because I feel like it's good and bad. Like there's more places to have, you know, forums like this where you can talk about things. And I'm hoping that a lot of you guys get more sponsorship deals. But at the same time, it's like it's hard to get there without you guys playing and really showing yourselves as athletes. So um, I feel like this year you had all these great sponsorships coming into play and the league was growing. So, I mean, what, what do you kind of see in the next five years for women's soccer and for yourself? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely harder to say now that all this is going on. I think we were in a really good spot after last year, you know, with the women's world cup going well, and, you know, we broke barriers with our attendance records at, in all markets, which was great to see. Um, So I feel like we were in a really good spot. And obviously, you know, with this pandemic going on, it's put us into a tough situation where it's hard to see the short-term future for this league. Um, But I would hope that, you know, we can make a quick turnaround next year. And, you know, I feel like maybe having a whole season off will only allow us to focus more more time on the marketing side. And, you know, this is women's soccer. Hey, we can play too. 
and, you know, only motivate more people to attend the games next year, almost because either they are just informed of it or they are missing it. And sports are missed all around right now. And I feel like, you know, having it now this year, but next year will only want make people want to go to games more and, you know, get out and see because we kind of took it for granted. It's like, oh, yeah, sports. But now that we don't have it, we're like, wow, sports. Sports. (laughs) That's like a huge that's huge in life, <laughs> you know, yeah. just sports <laughs> for mental health. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anything. Yeah. So, wow. um, I think, you know, the league's headed in the direct, right direction. Um, I feel like we're in a good place. Um, and yeah, I feel like it's, it'll be great in the next five years. Yeah. Okay. To end, and this is probably for me as well. What are your three binge worthy shows that everyone should watch during quarantine oh, gosh okay I'd say all American but yeah, there's only two seasons which is kind of sad because it's like okay is that binge worthy like I I would finish that in two days it was so good, <laughs> it was really good. um Homeland I'd say there is I will say though the first four seasons or maybe I'd say five maybe are binge worthy and then like the sixth season mm. it's kind of like eh, okay yeah. let, we need something here like give us something um but I've heard that the seventh and eighth season are really good so I'm looking forward to that haven't gotten there yet and then last one I would say <laughs> I'm a huge shameless person and it's kind of like I only I watch it because it's light and it's funny and it's kind of some of the stuff is not realistic like especially in my life but it's just like funny because you watch an episode and you're like wow that was crazy and then the next episode you're like wow that was even more crazy like is that a joke kind of thing but um it's light and it's it's funny to watch right before I'm going to sleep yeah all right well thanks for doing this and chatting thanks T